Hello Mzanzi and welcome to episode 216 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host Donumdu. Now in this edition Dr. Safisa Ntombela, the chief economist at the National Agricultural Marketing Council and the deputy president of the Agricultural Economics Association of South Africa, is here to share some of the progress made as we draw close to a year since the Agricultural Agro-Processing Master Plan was signed into policy in May 2022. Thank you so much for joining me here once again on Farmers Inside Track Dr. Sifiso Ntombela. It's always a pleasure to chat to you and pick your brain and you know take some of your time. A much of a pleasure for me and thank you so much just for for sharing your expertise with our audience. Thank you. Thank you so much and and thank you so much to your audience and your readers and listeners and uh, once again a very good pleasure to be invited in this platform. Dr. Ntombela, we've spoken quite a bit on the agricultural agro-processing master plan, but perhaps you could just give us a brief overview and tell us what it's all about. This plan was of course signed in May 2022 and we've now come a long way since then and maybe just to kick off with an overview for those who might not even be aware of it. As we know that the agriculture and agro-processing master plan is the economic framework that provides the growth path for the agriculture and food sector in the country. also identifying the areas of growth as well as the bottlenecks that needs to be addressed by different partners from business as well as government and labor in a partnership format so that you capitalize on the experience resources and the knowledge of private labor as well as the government we have traveled a long way in terms of development as you see that it's a document that should be able to catch up for the interest of the diverse stakeholders in the agricultural sector with the terms competing uh, priorities given the limited resources but we were successful in terms of signing the document which comes to formal policy in May 2022 and the past the past 6 months to 8 months has really been the focus of how do you reprioritize government resources so that we can channel them into the priority areas in the implementation of the master plan but also creating the capacity that is required to implement the master plan institutionalizing it into the strategies of government as well as the budgeting i think at this point in time we are sitting at a space where now we are starting to monitor some of the implementation particularly around the work on the skill development where there's now an ongoing partnership between in commodity association government and agricita being on board so that program is one of the areas that is going very well started late last year and i think it will only be expanded in the scale going forward the, the commodities such as whole crop with the deciduous fruits national wool cross association within the wool mohe south africa in the mohe the wool industry with the dairy industry with the milk south africa as well as the cotton and the red meat amongst the first uh, beneficiaries of that program in the skill development and will be expanding that into other industries Dr. Nobela, I think you've basically answered partly my next question around, you know, the mission and how Mzansi agricultural industry actually stands to benefit from this. I mean, just looking at the different commodity organizations and the businesses that are involved that have sort of bought into this whole process. Maybe you can just touch more mm-hmm. and elaborate more on that. The main benefit of the master plan is really expanding inclusive growth, which caters for all type of farmers from your smallest farmer into the largest and mega scale farmers. operating in the domestic or international market but also increasing export opportunities and skill development and rebuilding the infrastructure required to increase the competitiveness I've already mentioned the skill development program which has already started having positive benefits into the sector as i said in the early phase of this 
program, we've seen deciduous fruit, wool and mohair, cotton, red meat, as well as the dairy industry being the one of the beneficiaries. And this will be expanded to other industries. The other one, which I think is coming, is starting to give us a positive result, is the repurposing of the famous AgriParks program. When now we bring in the private sectors to see how they can channel investment and make sure the developed agri-parks are in line with the value chain development, which will then improve the competitiveness of the sector. We're seeing also very strong efforts in increasing the capacity at the department, which will then assist with also the issues of the, the policy assessment. Another area which is really taking shape in the implementation of the master plan is around the area of export markets, where there's a prioritization of the export to increase export opportunities. Then I must emphasize also the issue that was outstanding before the master plan was signed, which is related to increasing the conditions of employment and the decent working conditions in the farming areas and the safety of the farming areas, including the farm workers. And that's an area that we'll be prioritizing now. We have made some also commitment even in, in the portfolio committee in parliament, where we will be working very closely with our colleagues in the labor industry to ensure that we address some of the issues and proposals that they've made for. Thank you so much, Dr. Nubella. Now, I am aware that the master plan is strongly aligned, you know, to undertake growth and focus on land reform and finance investment. Maybe you can just speak more specifically about the areas that the plan focuses on and these aspects that specifically align to these target areas. I mean, you've spoken very broadly, but if you can give us more of the nitty-gritties around it, and I'm very excited to hear about the reintroduction of agri-parks, because this is an initiative that my mother had spoken about that was implemented years ago. It's really promising to see that it's coming back. Actually, hopefully, we're going to be working for more developing farmers within Mzanzi. I think on the investment side, one of the key things we need to really focus on is the expansion of the blended finance mechanism or scheme where we've already seen being launched, which the industries during the master plan, they affirm that is still the best model, which capitalizes on the available resources in the private sector and not necessarily overburden pressure on the already constrained fiscus. And the plan finance, you see, um, it has been relaunched by the minister, Chogote Diza of the Department of Agriculture and Reform and Rural Development, with the IDC and the Land Bank, and their discussion to bring in on board the commercial sector, commercial banks and agribusinesses. And we're hoping in the medium term, which is in the next three years, it can end up unlocking up to 12.5 billion rand in the agricultural financing in the sector. Currently, it has unlocked up to 3.5 billion rand in the, with the land bank and the IDC. So those are the investments that are so needed, which will provide uh, concessional conditions of loans, as well as a plan between the grant and the loan to the farmers. Um, the other areas which are, are critical in terms of the specific within the sector is around the animal disease as well as animal disease control. And we are happy to say there's progress as part of the master plan implementation of the recommendation of the task team that was appointed by Minister Deteza on biosecurity control measures. So these are part of the areas that we're hoping they will be upscaled and we'll be focusing all our attention to that. The last one, I think, around the investment is also the issue of 
uh, assisting community association, those that are using statutory levies, on how they can augment that fund so that they can drive some of the functions within the agricultural space. On the land side, there has been very strong propositions, both from government and society, to say, over and above accelerating land reform and providing more tenure security on the farm laborers, tenants, as well as other um, beneficiaries of the land reform, such as longer leased lease or perhaps also the transfer of title deeds into the selected deserving beneficiaries. And those are the areas that we're hoping the department will start um, focusing more uh, of it. But parallel to that is the issue of bringing the tribal land into production, the agrarian reform, working with their traditional leaders, working with um, also the, the communities as well as the labor formations. And I think there's a very strong focus even committed at the company, the hotter now, of expanding those areas around the land reform. There's also discussion which I think they are at advanced stage of how do you develop the land agency and agriculture, which will then be able to provide the support required to driving land reform. So those are the specifics um, um, programs or, or, or interventions that are, are contained and implemented under the umbrella of master plan, which relate to investment and the issues of land reform. Thanks, Dr. Ndamela. And of course, I mean, if you ask a farmer today, who's perhaps, you know, struggling in the sector, the change cannot come fast enough. But obviously this plan has very clear outcomes. And maybe you could highlight some of the small, you know, progresses or wins that you've had um, since, you know, this process has obviously started um, and how you can sort of almost reassure farmers um, that it is happening and that they should be patient and that the progress will come um, from this plan. Thanks. Yes, so much. Definitely the progress will certainly come. And the interventions that we are putting in place will ensure that most of the areas that are contained in the master plan will be implemented. I think to improve the confidence of the farmers as well as the stakeholders outside there is that all the modalities of the master plan implementation, such as the production schemes, as well as the value chain roundtables, those have already commenced. And that's where the areas that will bring in more information to farmers, how they can benefit in different projects, but also ensuring that it unblock some of the areas that they're talking about. I think when it's important to also give clarity also on farmers, on some of the elements that are now mushrooming which were not necessarily part of the conversation during the development of the master plan, such as the, the challenges around the energy crisis and how it impacts the farmers. So that work, as we continue implementing the master plan, those exogenous factors are incorporated in the different mechanism that will deal with those exogenous factors will be implemented to ensure that farmers are safeguarded including, for example, to see with these new energy support packages that was announced by the Minister of Finance, how will that relate into farmers and how farmers will benefit on it going forward, including also the disaster management fund that was also announced by the Minister of Finance. Those are some of the areas through our minister that have been put as the contribution during the development of the Minister of Finance budget vote. And we're hoping that when the Minister of Agriculture also unpack her budget vote, will be able to give the details of how those they relate to farmers. 
Thank you so much for bringing that home and also giving us a very holistic overview in terms of times changing and all of the different crises that we're dealing with as the country changes, as the issues that we deal with changes over time. So thank you so much for that. Dr. Ntamela, I'm hoping to have a part two on this and, you know, such a pleasure to talk to you and to be able to elaborate more on the agro-processing master plan. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate the good work that uh, Mzansi does and we hopefully will continue working together on this. Great chatting to you on Farmers Inside Track, Dr. Zafisa Ntombella, Chief Economist at the National Agricultural Marketing Council and the Deputy President of the Agricultural Economics Association of South Africa. Do stay tuned for part two on this topic, focusing on the specific commodity growth projections and the progress made to date. And that's a wrap from me, Don Numdu, our producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food for Mzanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.